0: Hello, and welcome to Miss Genealogy, the podcast, where my number one goal is to get you fired up about family history. Times have changed, and family history isn't just for your grandma. You can sneak it into your everyday life, and the blessings far outweigh any sacrifice, I promise. This podcast is all about connecting to your family, both past and present, and I am so glad that you're here. Hello everyone and welcome to Miss Genealogy. I'm so happy that you're here today and I am really excited about my guests. I have Michelle Thorley and Michelle, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, I am actually so excited because we get to talk about family history. So <laughs> I know Well, this is great. So you reached out to me through Instagram, which I am just continually amazed at. Instagram and how it can bring so many people together. And so I'm really glad that you did, but I'd love for you to just tell my listeners a little bit about you and what you do.
1: Yeah. So my name is Michelle and, um, I am a mom of three young kids and, um, I also love art and I also love family history. (laughs) It hasn't always been that way. So it's like, when you see both both worlds of, you know, not really caring about family history. And then when you're just so in love with it, I just, um, I wanted to share with people my experience, hopefully. Like what you say all the time, you, you want to get people fired up about family history. And mm-hmm. I, I have that same passion. And so I was looking for things to listen to while I was painting. And uh, I found your podcast. And so it just every episode made me so excited. And, but I noticed in a lot of people's stories, uh, a representation of my story wasn't there. And I was like, you know, I know there's other people similar to me that have these, um, fears about starting family history. And so I just wanted to share my message that it's going to be okay and you can do it.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that so much. I, I, yeah, I'm really excited to hear your story. And I, I think that everybody kind of has their own unique take on how, you know, once they get into family history, how it happens. So I love that you are sharing your story, because it's definitely important. So thank you. So let's just start with the questions. First of all, how did you, because you said that you started out not really, I mean, you've been on both sides of the spectrum. So how did you get into family history?
1: Well, so, um, my mom is, has her family's been in the church, in the LDS church for forever, pioneer stock, everything. Uh My dad, um, was a convert to the church. And, um, so when it was time to do people talk about family history, I was like, well, my mom's side is done. And my dad, my dad, he's from Mexico. And, I was like, but my dad's side, you know, there's been a lot of rifts in the family, Mm -hmm. and I just don't know, I just don't know enough to do anything, and I remember, you know, young women's, everyone's like, do family history, do family history, and I'm like, well, it's not that easy, I've tried to contact people and be like, who, you know, who is this person, or do you know any information about this person, people are just like, no, I really don't care about that, Uh so I'm like, I... I have no idea how I'm supposed to go forward unless I physically go to Mexico. Cause I was raised in the United States and uh-huh. go to Mexico and find the information and just, you know, between being young and school and then having young children, just, I, I tried to a little bit as a teenager a couple times when I went to get information, but it just, it wasn't leading me anywhere. And I'm like, I'm never going to get anywhere on this. So, um, my husband and I decided to move to Chile. Oh wow! <laughs> South America. Yeah, and uh, he wanted to do his thesis there for his master's on um, on uh, rebuilding after an earthquake because there was a really big earthquake in Chile. Anyway, so we're in Chile and and we're kind of sightseeing and we're seeing all these beautiful buildings and almost all the buildings will have like the name of the family on it. Or the architect or whatever. Right. And I noticed one of my family names, one of my last surnames, it was Molina. And I was like, Molina, oh, I wonder if, you know, some of my ancestors could have come over there. Because I knew that it was a family name, but I, I didn't know anything um, about yeah. it. But I I, I don't know what else to do. You know, if, if God wants me to do family history, he's going to have to help me mm-hmm. because... There's nothing I can do. And I think a lot of people have said that too. They're like, I, I don't know how much I can delve into it because there's only so far I can go. Right. Well, I decided to really start praying about it and being like, I want to know about my family history.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Help me. And so I got on Facebook, actually. It's, um, and sometimes on Facebook, families create a group right. on there. So I found a family group. And I made sure it was, you know, the right right family, and um, started talking to some people. Found a few photographs, and then, so my family line comes from um, Mexico, Spain, and Italy, and recently through DNA testing, which I kind of had an idea about, but I wasn't sure about uh, Morocco. Oh. So when I saw your DNA, I was like, oh, yeah. Cool. Um, But um, anyway, so through Facebook, some family members put me in touch with an uncle who still lived in Spain. His name is Juan. And does he, Juan, guess what Juan does for a hobby? My guess is he's an artist. No, he does genealogy. He's not a member of the church, but he's very passionate. So I'm sitting here with only... Me, my parents, and my dad's parents on my genealogy tre- genealogy tree. So I went from just like the, you know, four people that I had. I went from four to 180 oh gosh, overnight. Amazing. And it had names, dates, everything. And he's like, oh, yeah, here, here it is. <laughs> Boom, lands into my lap. And I know not everyone's going to have a Juan out there that's going to have... <laughs> Everything all ready for them, but I. The lesson I learned from that is you never know what the Lord has set up yeah. for you to accomplish this work.
0: Mm, I love that. And
1: so we're in Chile, and we and I get all these names, and it's just they're coming out. I'm just finding, finding, finding people. It was like a fire <laughs> hose turned on, and. Um, And then, so we get back home to um, the States. We were living in Tucson, Arizona at that time. And I was pregnant with my youngest daughter and that pregnancy was so difficult health wise. And there's postpartum depression, but I had depression while pregnant. Um, Just my husband graduated from school and we didn't find a job as soon as we thought he would. And, things were just hard and things weren't turning out like I had Mm -hmm. thought they would. And, you know, I didn't want to take antidepressants because of being pregnant, even though, I mean, it's okay if you need to do that, but it's just, for me, I just didn't want to do it. And I said, what can I do to get through this time? Because it was so difficult for me. And uh, sister Nelson wrote a book called covenant keepers. I'm sure. Have you heard of, and it, It's an amazing thing. And in it, she talks about if you're dealing with anxiety or you're looking for connection or you're looking for peace or you feel like you need more energy, (laughs) do family history. And she even makes fun of herself in the book. Like, I know that sounds like the craziest thing. If you're, you know, you're pregnant and you're stressed, do family history. And so I did it. And that got me through that pregnancy. I, each night i would put my kids to bed my husband would be um either finishing up schoolwork or looking for jobs and i would go sit and do family history and just this wave of peace would come over me and it's so hard to tell people about it because they don't believe me believe you you know that 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 was the answer. Cause it's like it's like that story when they're like, if you want to be healed, look oh. at this snake on a stick. And you're like, What what? Like,
0: <laughs> like, connected. Yeah.
1: And that is what I feel about family history is I I wish so badly verbally I could communicate what it will do to your life. Um and then also the promise from all the prophets and apostles just to be protected from mm-hmm. harmful media. Um, it's it is just so it's just so powerful and it's so funny because you just think of it as this boring dusty (laughs) grandma and it is so the opposite and um anyway so then fast forward to 2017 so juan gave me a bunch of names that i really got on my my spanish side so i had my italian side and I was like, how am I going to accomplish this, Heavenly Father? I can't go to Italy. I don't even know any of the family members from this side of the family. What am I going to do? I was praying and being very thoughtful about it. And um, he won't believe this. So um, I reached out to Juan and was asking him some questions because he's just like a gold mine of knowledge. And he's like, oh, well, we have a cousin in the family who decided to do her thesis on her Italian genealogy. (laughs) So I can't even tell you 200, 250 ton of names dating all the way back to the 1500s and not just the names dates, places, Hmm. marriages. And I look, I look back to when I thought it's (laughs) impossible. How could this ever, how could this ever come about? There's no way that I can access all this information and find it. I don't know what to do. And then I fast forward to right now when I think about, he found a way. He, God found a way for me to mm-hmm. find these people.
0: That was beautiful. Yeah, that is an incredible story, Michelle. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think it's such a testament to how powerful God is. and how we just cannot even comprehend all that he can do and how he, I mean, he knows every single one of his children. And so, and he is just the master at, you know, weaving all of our lives together. And I, yeah, that's just, that's just amazing. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah. And then this year I reached out to Juan again to try to find, um, stuff from my grandma's side of the family which isn't mm-hmm. even his side of the family and he helped me find a bunch of uh, members on that side so it's crazy but one thing I feel feel like it's really important that people know when I say yes do your family history because I used to feel this way and and I know I know there's a big group of people out there that that don't talk about this because it's hard to talk about and they say Oh, sure. You can say, do your family history, but you don't understand that I might have to face a family history of abuse, abandonment, poverty, whatever it is. Something traumatic Mm -hmm. happened in my family line. And, you know, and because of the actions of our ancestors, we still feel, you know, whatever that is, if it's, if it was abuse or anything that it trickles down and and it might even still be something fresh for us that we just Uh can't, can't deal with. And this is what I want people to know is that um, I am, I do understand what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to go into the dark place of your family. And I'm asking you to find these people and find these sad moments. And then I'm asking you to decide who are you going to be mm-hmm. in the chain of your family? Who, are you going to be the one to repair things? And. I decided I wanted to be the one to fix things. I wanted to bring the hurt and the pain. I wanted to bring these people back together and mm. I wanted to take them to Christ. And so I took them to the temple and, you know, when you take a name to the temple, it's like a shock wave of peace and healing is spread over that whole mm. individual's posterity. And, and most of the time that's going to include you, you know, it's going to include me when I take a family member that I know a lot of pain Mm -hmm. happened, a lot of mistakes happen. I totally feel that shock wave. And I hope that the family that I'm connected to, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, siblings, I hope one day that I hear that it, it affected them too. And It all starts with bravery, though. You have to be, whether, you know, it's adoption or whether, you know, you're going to find things about slavery or whether whatever you're going to find, you have to be brave enough to face it and be the chain in your family, be the link in that chain that says, I'm going to start the healing process and it's going to start with Christ and (laughs) it's going to start with family history. Yeah, I
0: love that so much. And I think that's such a great point to bring up because... I feel like that's something that we tend to, you know, it's so easy to just focus on the good and think about, okay, well, I have all these good people in my family and let's not even talk about the people who made lots of mistakes, you know? <laughs> and yeah, I think that's yeah. just so beautiful to think about that none of us are perfect. Obviously, we all have problems and things and and some struggle more than others. But if we can just really think about how we are bringing them to Christ. And and then by doing their temple work, we're allowing them the option of accepting the gospel and being forgiven for all of their sins. And yeah, that is a huge role that we get to play. And you described it so perfectly. It's just an incredible feeling and something that everybody should.
1: But it even comes down to them. It even comes down to us, their posterity, that healing for whatever hurt happened in the past, that it can be healed now in the present time. And I don't think I fully Mm -hmm. comprehend it, but I just know that it's real. And I know that there are other people out there who could benefit from it greatly. Your, your ancestor doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. George Washington and Joseph Smith. They can be regular people that made mistakes and that, Mm -hmm. that you can heal your family and, which is also important, I think, to do sibling and cousin work because you know your great grandma. Do you think she only loved your grandpa? No, she loved all of her children, and she wants to be sealed to all of her children and her grandchildren, and just to spread that love out and and yeah, build a big. Base, I totally agree. I know? always try to
0: put myself in their shoes and think, would well, you know? I want I want all of my grandchildren and all of my great grandchildren or whoever you know, and my siblings and. Put yourself in their shoes and think about all of the people that they actually knew and associated with and they they would want to have them with them in the spirit world. Anytime I find
1: um, a cousin's family, and I'm in the unique situation where I'm the only one looking for them. As far as I know, I'm the only one speaking their name. I'm the only one looking at them. And when I find them, I really do say sometimes
0: out loud, but mostly in my head, I'm like,
1: come on, sweetie,
0: let's go. <laughs> so in your research and all yeah. of these names that you found, have you felt especially connected to any of your ancestors or do you just feel the love for all of them? Or <laughs> I'm curious if there's anyone in particular.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I actually feel really connected to a family line. Um, when, I, when I was beginning to make my family mm. tree, you know, it was mostly me adding new people, people that, you know, hadn't been thought about for years. Um, this one family, these, this right. one, it was people and generations that they already had their work done. And when you clicked onto to the, them, you could see that their work had been done all over the world. And I, I, I felt like they couldn't wait hmm. for me or they knew that I needed them. And so they had to find their way to make covenants without me. And so I call them the golden vein because it really does start at this one family and just follow up this generational vein of this family. And I could tell that these women loved God because I would find the birth records of their kids. And then I would see that only a few days later, they were at the church for the christening. And I just can't imagine the faith it would take after giving birth to bundle up your newborn and physically walk them to church so they could receive a blessing. Mm -hmm. And I knew that they must've done this because they had a lot of faith and they had a lot of love for God. And I just, um, Mm. I just, I really love them and I feel connected to them um, in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, when I, I was in the temple doing my first set of baptisms when we were in, in Santiago, Chile, the temple president said that these people that you're doing your work for, they have been your angels your whole life. And I never really realized that mm. until he said that. And it was a flood of memories. And I remember <laughs> times when I was younger and alone, or when I needed help that I did feel like someone was there. And I just I feel so strongly they're my golden vein uh, grandmas (laughs) that that they, they've been watching over me my whole life. And, uh, I really love them. So,
0: oh okay. You're amazing. This is amazing. I love talking about this and I, it's just such a powerful thing. Something that
1: What's really fun just, is that, um, so they, since they were most, they were, the process had started with them with baptisms and endowments. I was able to seal seven generations of my family together in the Mount Timpanogos Temple in one day. So, more, wow. more members of my family have been married in Timpanogos Temple than any other temple in the world. So, <laughs> it, it was a big wow, deal. So it was really cool.
0: awesome. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I too feel really connected to a certain line. You know, I've talked about this before, but my Lebanese ancestors, I just feel so connected to them. And so I think that that can be true for any of us. You know, I know some people are especially drawn to certain people, or maybe it's just a line like the golden vein. I love that you call them that. And, and I think it's really when we make it a matter of prayer and show. I love your story and how you showed God that you were serious about this and you wanted to put in, put forth the effort so that then he could turn around and say, okay, here you go. This is what I have in store for you. And then he just opened up the windows of heaven and, and poured out all of these angels into your life. I think that's so beautiful and something that, yeah, if anyone listening is feeling Like everything's been done or they don't know where to get started. I think this is just such a beautiful story of having faith in God that, you know, we just sometimes can't comprehend how he's going to make it all happen, but he'll find a way. So, so yeah. Yeah, I totally exactly it totally so let's shift gears a tiny bit and talk about you mentioned that you love art and I love seeing what you paint and draw because you are extremely talented but you've talked um you've talked a little bit about how you've you know you've incorporated art into family history and I think this is such a neat concept because we all have our ways that we can contribute and do family history and use our talents that we've been given to share our love for it. So can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to start your family history art exhibit and then what that all has entailed?
1: Sure. So, um, the exhibit will actually be August 3rd. Um, so yeah, this summer, um, in Provo at written vision, um, gallery, And the title of the exhibit, it's a group exhibit. So I'm there with other artists, um, is called the worth of souls. And, Mm -hmm. um, and actually, so, so I'm a really visual person, but because of this disconnect in my family, um, I don't, I don't have access to a lot of the family photographs. So how as a visual person, can I connect with my ancestors if I can't see their faces? Mm-hmm. Um, and so first I started looking up other countries and time periods to see if I could find like photographs or paintings of what life would have been like for them. Um, but that's when I started finding like traditional clothing or folk clothing, um, from like Spain and Italy and Mexico. And I realized that a lot of the fashion trends that are going on right now are pulling from different folk clothing from my heritage, from Morocco, from Spain, from Mexico, uh-huh. And I realized that it—that that is such a cool way to connect with people is through their clothing, what they wore, like to walk in their shoes, so to speak. Um, yeah, totally. and, and I also realized with my art, like we talked about before that people need to get excited about family history and maybe that they need to be approached in a different way. And I thought that art could be, um, a really cool thing my first painting is going to be about resurrection morning um, i feel like the sweetest reunion resurrection morning is going to be between a mother and a baby um and so yeah. i'm always moved by the death records i find and i always take time to stop and read these handwritten death records about what time the baby died in the morning. And, and there was one where, you know, he died in his mother's arms at 3 a.m. and he's, you know, stopped breathing with his lungs. And and I I take a moment to mourn with those that mourn. And and that helps me to realize the urgency and importance of reuniting these families. Because as a mom, that mom is gonna wake up resurrection morning and she's gonna <laughs>
0: sprint for that baby.
1: And she's yeah. gonna those and and never let that baby go. I mean, she's just going to squeeze them. I just know there's going to be so much squeezing anyway. So I I want that's my first painting is going to be about mother and child resurrection morning. Oh, um, so and it's just mostly I just I want to share my testimony with others about how happy family history can be and how how wonderful you know they are. And I I had these paintings, these sketches. Um, in my notebook and I was thinking, Oh, it sometime in the distant future, I'll get to them. And then I was talking with, um, Kirk Richards, who is a pretty famous Utah artist. He's wonderful. Uh Um, He he invited me to do the show with him in August. And I just, I was so humbled and I was just like, wow, ready or not, the time is now. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like there is a big push get people reconnected with their families to turn those hearts and I just feel so passionate but humble that I can maybe be a part of that and inspire somebody so
0: okay that's amazing I am super excited because I live in Provo so I'm definitely going to be coming and oh i love to see you there I'll be so happy yeah so and I think it's just such a beautiful thing that you're doing and I love that you're using your talents to share your testimony in a unique way. That's not, you know, it's untraditional. And I I think that's great. So. And I hope that the,
1: the untraditional part of it is what's going to light the fire for somebody. Well, like you doing the podcast, this is not a traditional, you know, thing Uh that lots of people are doing. You're kind of like, okay, I'm just going to do this. And (laughs) I'm hoping, Untraditional ways will will get people fired up and will get them excited and and get them started on finding themselves. Really, it's it's yeah. just that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. I think we all
0: have. Yeah, we're all different and unique and someone can say something one way and it can touch, you know, a certain handful of people and then someone can, and you know, there's visual people out there who are going to really connect to your art exhibit. And so, yeah, I just love how we are given so many different talents and gifts and God gives us these opportunities and it's just a really exciting time. So yeah, it is. So, thank you again, Michelle, for coming on the show. It has been so wonderful to talk to you and hear your story. I am very inspired by you. And I, yeah, you definitely have gotten me fired up. And I mean, I, I'm always trying to get other people fired up, but it's just so, so great to talk to someone who shares the same passion with me. So, thank you again for taking the yeah. time to talk with me tonight.
1: And thank you so much for doing these podcasts. They they are wonderful and I I know that they're touching a lot of people. Oh, so thank
0: you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go today? No, I
1: I think that's it. I just if anyone's listening, take the plunge, be brave and start doing your genealogy cuz you won't regret it.
0: Yeah, I love that. Okay, so before I let you go, how about you just tell us where, if anyone wants to connect with you online, where they can find you and follow all of your beautiful art projects? So
1: I'm on Instagram, um, and it's Fransoni Thorley Studio. Um, and that's my Instagram, and that's all I have right now. But then, yeah, like I said, writ and vision, August 3rd. A written vision it will be the worth of souls um art show so
0: okay awesome and i'll put links to those in the show notes so people can look you up and yeah follow all of the amazing things you're doing so keep up the good work you guys thanks so much for being here it means the world to me to be able to share my passion for family history with all of you if you haven't done so yet feel free to leave me a review on itunes you can also find me on instagram and facebook at miss genealogy If you want to shoot me an email, you can do that at missgenealogy.jessie, J-E-S-S-I-E at gmail.com. I'd love to hear how you are getting fired up about family history work. See you next week.